0: Girls oh, red card
1: Oh
0: Kayak Fishing Radio Presents Double L Crew To hit, huh? Welcome everybody, everybody, very small crowd in the chat room tonight, but hopefully a lot of people will be listening later on on their podcast, or, yeah, on the podcast, or we got some listeners on their apps Welcome, Tuesday night, double L show, I uh, hope everybody's doing well, been kind of crazy, hectic, busy for Chris and I, went out of town last weekend, which we'll get to in a little bit Came right back, right into the race again. So, A little little crazy, but we're doing good. Weather's kind of holding out here, so it's all right. Rained on us all weekend. But other than that, we are uh, doing good. Fishing's starting to get really good around here. Uh, I think we'll start to see the fall pattern setting up soon. Probably some of these fish will start leaving. There's sheep's head, trigger fish and things like that. So which all leads up to one of the big events for our area every year. This will be the ninth year now that the T K A tournament will be held, um, the end of September. Which looking back, seems like oh, that's a long ways away, but now it's getting here real quick, so we'll talk about that tonight too. See so who's joining us tonight. We got Andy. What happened to Chris? Dropped off. Chris was there. Chris Johnson. Drew Camp. What's going on, buddy? I see you've been doing pretty good on the water. Like your pick today on your Werner paddle there. You had a you put up a cool picture of a open mouth flounder, raging teeth there, stuck on top of his Werner paddle. Pretty cool with picture. Engineer, what's going on? How's it going down to Florida, duh? Probably a little warmer than we have up here right now. We didn't have a little cool up last weekend. Welcome, and thanks for joining us. What's going Great. on, Chris? You doing all right down there with all those new buttons? You didn't know what to press, did you?
1: No, actually, there's two new uh, double L crew. Let's push the other one and see what will come. <laughs>
2: Crew Tuesdays
0: Featuring The Losers Take it away, Mark and Chris Ah, uh, he says take it away, Mark and Chris I've been here it first got to turn down the music and turn up the, uh Audio there, a little. What are we talking about? I went fishing with the boys for Monday show this week, last weekend. I got you. Very cool. Melbourne, we liked it down there when we came down for the boondoggle. That's a pretty nice little town now. Harry Goods. That's a shop you can dump a lot of money in right there. All right, well, let's see what's going on here. I got a fishing report from North Carolina from my buddy Phil Rucker, who we actually got to go spend some time with this past weekend. So we'll get to his fishing report, and then we'll stick with the North Carolina topic. and kind of scare everybody up to speed on our trip last weekend. So what's Phil say is going on down in good old North Cackalacky? He said it rained just about every day. Don't we know that? The cold front dropped water surface temps about 10 degrees, bringing on a solid bass topwater bite. Rivers rivers continue to be hit this, but when they are fishable, bass are hitting spinners, jerkshed, and topwaters well. Then on to the coastal side of North Carolina, heavy rains don't seem to slow the old red drum bite, but some tributaries to the Pamlico Sound have dirtied the water up. In those areas, cut bait on a bottom rig is likely to work the best. So stinking on the bottom, let them find it. Ideally look for ten foot plus depths along shoals of the main channels, dropping your bait on the ground side of whichever tide you're fishing. Alright. And then they got an event coming up at Get Outdoors on September fifth through the seventh having their end-of-the-season used kayak, canoe, and paddleboard sale. So if you're in the market for another kayak or a paddleboard or canoe, you can get some of their demo boats pretty good prices. These are the best prices of the year on the 2013 rentals and demos. I didn't see any too bad beat-up demo boats there, did you, Chris? I think everything's probably in pretty good shape.
1: Mhm.
0: Well, mhm. You weren't even paying attention, were you?
1: No, I'm sorry, I was.
0: <laughs> wow, that hurts. But um, what did you say?
1: Mara is whispering in my ear, and never mind.
0: Oh, uh, I got you. But something Phillips said there earlier about the rivers, and I know they've been trying to pull off a smallmouth tournament in North Carolina. And I just wanted to kind of read through this real quick because I thought it was pretty interesting. And I think the guys at North Carolina Kayak Fishing Association are making a great call. I know they're catching a little bit of flack from the guys because people want to get this tournament in. But um, the rivers are really running fast and hard uh, over their part of the country with all the rain you know, it's not just the rain they're getting in their town, but they're lower, so the rain is coming in the mountains. Obviously, it's all going to go downhill. So, uh, basically, long story short is they've canceled the Smallmouth River Tournament for the year, and uh, mostly and largely because of the rivers and how fast they're running and the safety factor and things that go on with that. So... Uh, Chris and I were there over the weekend, and Saturday it poured. It poured all day, and there was a, I don't even, I guess it wouldn't even be called a river, but that little creek that was on the side of the road, but it's farmer's market we stopped at, was running and running fast. Um, so I can only imagine what the real big rivers must be doing out there. So just be safe out there. There's no smallmouth bass, no largemouth bass, nothing worth uh danger in your life for because when that river's running like that there's a lot of stuff that's running in that river with it too, logs and all kind of debris and stuff that's gonna get carried along with it and it doesn't take much to hit you in the side of that kayak and flip you over and you'll be you'll be hurting then there's a lot of submerged stuff out there too. But I think it's a good call and I applaud the gang over there at North North Carolina, K N C K F A for, you know, go ahead and plug on the tournament and just calling it even and getting out of that without any problems and having any safety concerns because all those tournaments in the end are supposed to be fun and when you start endangering people's lives just to put them on the water so they can get their whichever series of their tournament in, then uh, that's not cool. So, Good job down there, you guys pulling off the uh, safety window there. It's a good idea, I think. Anyway, so while we're on the topic of North Carolina, uh, we went down on, when the heck did we go down, Chris? Friday.
1: Friday.
0: Yeah, Friday. Now you're listening. Uh, Yeah, we went down on Friday, uh, had a seminar to do for the North Carolina Kayak Fishing Association at Get Outdoors. Had a great time with that, great bunch of people, Uh, met some new, met some, you know, New new friends, I, I, I guess I could say. I actually got to meet Chad Brinkley, the guy who's with. Oh my God, I just had a momentary left. T Bone. Yeah, Boondocks. Uh, the T Bone, if you're not familiar and you're in the market for a vet extender, the T Bone's definitely the way to go. Uh, go check them out at Boondocks online. I know they also have a Facebook page. But anyway, I got to meet Chad. That was nice to put a name and a voice face all together now. Like I said, we had a great time at the seminar. A lot of great questions asked, a lot of cool interaction from everybody there. I uh, try to get the point across. A lot of them have to travel four hours to hit the North Carolina coast and to take you exact four hours to get to the Virginia coast. And we have a pretty good fishery here to come to, so think we let us spark some interest into this side, and plus with our year round fishery, basically that we do have, if you can brave the cold in the winter months, but things wind up right, we can usually be catching fish all year round here, so that was pretty interesting um then Saturday, we were supposed to have on the water demo day, but it was raining it's real frog choker it was pouring down rain out there, so Another smart call was made, I think, by the shop by canceling the demo day and just turning it into an in-store the demo day. But that worked out to our advantage, didn't it, Chris? Because we got to take in the uh, what do we get to do? Take in the dog show. Yes,
1: the uh, uh, North Carolina Kennel Club Dog Show.
0: That's right. So that was cool. That was my first ever going to a dog show. It was nothing like that movie, though, so I was a little mm. disappointed in that. It is, too. <laughs> it's exactly like the movie. <laughs> no, no, but it was cool. So. It wasn't all kayak fishing-related weekend. We got to spend some time together and stay out of the rain. I'd rather have went to the dog show for sure than stood in that rain trying to get tell one or two people that might have showed up to a demo day and a downpour about kayaks, so. Worked out good. Went back to the store after the dog show and uh, sold some kayaks. And that's what that's what it was all about. Had a good time there. Got to answer a lot of questions from newbies in the sport and people that were trying to change boats, upgrade or whatever. Um, get outdoors. It's a very nice store in Greensboro. If anybody's in that area has not been there, which I can't imagine, but uh, they had. A a lot of customers coming through. It's pretty interesting to see how far some of the people traveled to uh, shop in that store, Roanoke, Virginia, which is probably two hours north, and from all over to come. But then looking back, I guess that's probably closest kayak shop in our area. they have a good good selection of boats in there: Wilderness, Native, eddies, Hurricanes. They're white on the bottom. In case anybody didn't know, Joe's asking for a link. Can't get in, can you, Joe? You gotta knock nicer on the door and we'll let you in. Now we got some more joined us Tommy V, Phil, hey Matt, what's going on? Yak Chum up in Joysy. And Speckled Trout Joe's in the house. Speckled Trout Joe. There you go, Joe. There's your boondoggle getting close. Yeah, it is. We got a button for that. We can hit the button for that. Chris, you wanna, can you find that button? quicker at the buttons than I am but the boondoggle is coming up October fourteenth twelve uh-huh. Pedro key you find it? you'll play it right when I start talking.
1: There's so many boondoggle buttons now, I got like three or four. Hang on, jeez,
0: yeah we didn't have any
1: no Mm-mm. okay, let me start just keep talking i'll I'll push it when I find it.
0: Okay. But yeah, I'm sure everybody by now... Oh, she found it.
1: Why is it not playing? Boondoggle? What the heck is a boondoggle? Is it a tournament? No, it's not a freaking tournament. A boondoggle's just an event where a bunch of kayak anglers come together for a weekend of fun and kayak fishing. We all get together and fish, check out industry-related products, have a big dinner, and swap a fishing story or two. What's that? Sounds like a useless waste of time? Yeah, it is. So what? So get your butt up off the couch and get to a boondoggle. Bring yourself, bring your family, heck, bring your hairy-ass brother-in-law. I don't care. Just get to a boondoggle. Check out yakangler.com boondoggle for more information.
0: Chris well that Yancey much says, pretty much summed it up. Chris Johnson tick-
1: said somebody teach Mark how to say perdido. Per perdido. Yeah, oh, perdido. But it doesn't per-de-do. read like that. It reads like per Perdido. Perdido. Okay, <laughs> there we go. Whatever.
0: Perdido. Okay. okay. So the upcoming boondoggle is in Perdido, uh, Pensacola, Florida. Why don't you call in, Chris, and give us some intel on your neck of the woods and what's going on there because we have no clue. I'm sure a lot of other people who are traveling that far aren't from the Florida area or have never fished here before. We'd like to find out more about it. But anyway, on October 11th through the 14th is the next boondoggle. That's Columbus Day weekend. Uh, like I said, Pensacola, Florida, at the Big Lagoon State Park. So, there's more information on yakangler.com forward slash boondoggle. I'm going to put the link up in the chat room now for everybody in the chat room. Pedro. <laughs> Purr. got to stretch Yeah, it out. whatever. <laughs> yeah. But it doesn't look like that when you look at it. But anyway, there's a link in the chat room, yakangler.com forward slash boondoggle, 11th through the 14th of October. Should be a lot of fun. Um, as it gets closer, I'm sure there will be more information and probably be better filed information from some of the people from Florida. I'm sure on Redfish Chuck show and definitely on Chip show. I know he's been doing a lot of back and forth um, with Adam and Mark, and they've been traveling back and forth down there to get everything straightened out. So, should be pretty good. Um, trying to read here a little bit about the local area. I'm sure the fishing will be very good. Uh, fishing brings in redfish, bluefish, flounder, sea trout, crabbing, and cast netting for mullet are also popular. I just saw a picture on the internet, guy locally put a nice big bullet on a gulp. I told everybody a gulp catches everything. It's like cracks for fish. He had a big old bullet he caught on. Actually had to hook in its mouth, too. So Wasn't well, even snagged. Okay, Chris, that's cool. He said you call in next week and got a bad storm here tonight. So Yeah, call us, let us know what's going on down there. What clue is here? I don't know. Any idea where we're about to. Of course, I know where Pensacola is, but Kill says he only ever loses Loses tails with gulp Yeah that's the kind of frustrating Part of the gulp But um, I don't know if I've ever shared My gulp trick here But um, If you're using like the swimming mullet Or anything like that and you do lose the tails I'm sure I've probably told them pretty much everybody Here but don't throw that body Part away that What's left on your hook shank that they didn't hit um, Keep that in the jar and keep it Soft up and cut it into little pieces and you can put it on your jig head again and then slide your soft plastic on or put it on a treble hook or some other type of lure that might have a mirror lure or whatever the case may be. You put a little piece of that on there because it seems like 80% of that lure is that stink, whatever that gulp secret sauce is. So instead of throwing that body part away, just stick it back on to so use them to catch cock Catch spot and croakers like cut bait. Yeah, works good for that, too. Works good for a lot of things. That's the problem sometimes. It doesn't always go after the targeted species. Um, it'll catch, it'll bring everything back to the boat. <laughs> but they do work. So I uh, was looking here. I some, <sighs>
1: Somebody's
0: sending me some pictures online here of fish they caught today locally. So that's pretty cool because they are stripers that were being caught um which was something I was going to bring up tonight You know, not every day even being uh, What I just do um, Not every day Guiding always is about learn, about teaching I actually did some learning yesterday on my guided trip And actually I learned about a new bait that I've heard of before Never used And the uh, guy who I took out yesterday is sending me a text now And uh, anyway, uh, chatterbait Heard of them, never really used them. We were catching some reds on my old standby spinnerbait, but actually my client, Kurt, broke out the uh, chatterbait. He was actually using the freshwater version of it, and uh, actually he was doing really well on the red drum inside Linhaven, the puppy drum. And uh, today he says he got ten stripers and five pups, a few trout, and a catfish, all on a chatterbait today. So, wow. old dog, that's yeah. one new tricks. Yeah, exactly. I don't know if Kurt must have stock and chatterbaits. That's why he brought it out on me now. He just suckered me into going and buying some. But, um,
1: I've know. known
0: of it for bass fishing, but I never knew anything about it. Never tried it in the salt water, so. You Maybe, sure uh,
1: did buy used. some, did you not?
0: Yeah, I bought a couple, you know. you get them. One in a row. They, uh. I had to go try them out, but I didn't get to use them today, but um, yeah. yeah, so it seemed pretty cool, I said, I've heard of them before for uh, bass fishing, but never tried them in the salt, but I think we're going to have to try some. Joe's probably Googling it right now, <laughs> but they actually, I did some research last night because I, too, was a little... Interested in the whole thing. They actually, Z-Man, I came up with, has a chatterbait that they're calling the Z-Man Chatterbait Redfish, but um, there is a big difference in that version as opposed to the bass version. The bass version is a lot like your spinnerbaits with the skirt and the trailer um, off the hook. (laughs) But the... uh, Z-Man Lures makes one. It's redfish, and it's basically a chatter bait, and the chatter is a little flat piece of metal, if you will. That's right at the nose of the bait, if anybody hasn't seen them before. I just put a link up in the chat room. The Z-Man site, uh, I'm sure other people make them, but once I Googled it last night, that was the first one that came up, so I know Z-Man makes a lot of other ones. What does Joe ask? Oh, this Ocean's East, stuff, that pipe. I did. He was Googling it. See, I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> Drew
1: can't no, put Yeah, I beat you to it. I already
0: Z- went Z- and bought
1: them. Drew can't put the, 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 the Z Man Chatterbait with shrimp is sweet.
0: See? See? Everybody's learning. You're always learning. When you stop learning, you need to switch sports and go get golf clubs or something. So. Yeah, like I said, I've never had any uh, Drew, have you used them in the salt? Obviously you said with the shrimp it's good so are you talking about a plastic shrimp or are you actually rigging it with a piece of live shrimp or dead shrimp? You've been down North Carolina fishing so you might have been using some live shrimp. I don't know. But I can see where it works along the same lines as the spinnerbait working in the salt water. That chatter and that salt kind of gets their attention. A little bit of a flash in the um, plate. I did notice yesterday when Chris and I were at the store looking at them. They make a silver and a gold. I went with the gold. But, I don't know. We'll have to check them out and see how it works. Like say, they're never, never too young to learn. Definitely pretty good when you go out with a client and you learn something from them. So It's pretty interesting. But yeah, he did real well on it. That thing was beat the crap, though. Those red drums hammered it, but the the uh, skirt that that was on it was just all tore up. Jake's head was all, there was no more paint left on it, but for the price you paid for them, that that's definitely. Andy said, you catch some stuff today. Now, we won't talk about today. Today was a totally different day. Missed it. Sell so it OE, No, we sell the fresh quarter version, Joe, at Ocean's East, but um, uh, there's no uh, saltwater version there but the guy who I fished with yesterday is using the bass version so they seem to work well actually the skirt that's on there might help a little bit more than the unskirted because it kind of pulses in the water I actually picked up a brown one because I could see what the darker colors bouncing across the bottom probably be a pretty good crab imitation and uh so I also got a darker color. <laughs> but what's <so laughs> funny?
1: like? Uh, Joe ask you about the chatterbaits and which ones you bought.
0: Uh, he's already got his credit card out, huh? Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't joke on about that one because we were right to the store last night. The Bishop's has the saltwater chatterbaits. There you go. I got them online, too, and Joe can order him from the comfort of his snuggy little couch with his boxers on. Won't get him as fast that way, but wow, that was over in Hampton today, Drew. Good thing you didn't call that. Then today we went out, and it was a totally different game. Went to a different body of water. And We had trout busting all around us, hitting top water baits, not hooking up, slowed it down, went shallow. Did about everything I could do, but couldn't get a bite. But some days that happens. But kind of a disappointing factor of today's charter was the fact that when we got back to the ramp, uh, one of the old-timers, you could tell, he probably helped build the ramp over there. He's been around for a while, his old wooden john boat or whatever it was, came back in, asked how we did, told him the honest truth. We didn't do too good. And He said, yeah, they pulled nets all morning, so you know what that means. The, net, the netters were out at the mouth, snacking up everything that they could when the tide was coming in because we launched right at the middle of the incoming tide, so there's no, no telling what that did to the fishing today I'm not making excuses or anything but it's crappy when you see those nets out there but I did notice that at times when the trout got a lot friskier if you will is when the clouds came over and the sun got covered every time the sun came out even the bait died down clouds came back over the sun then all of a sudden they started popping again so Kind of try to time everything around that when the topwater bite was a little better. Had several hits on our topwater plugs, but no hookups. It was a pretty interesting trip. Today's clients, because they were both from California, and they're used to fish, fishing the kelp beds offshore. Never fished anything like that in the uh, you know, flat two, three foot of water. They're used to fish, fishing 200 foot of water a mile off the beach in California. They showed up with uh, big old conventional reels, heavy poles. I just put them back in the truck and handed them some nice lightweight spinning outfits so we could fish all day, but pretty neat to listen to their stories from the West Coast and how they fish for fish I've never even heard of off the kelp beds and things like that. So, But they never do any estuary fishing like we do here in the sound or the flats. It's all ocean, open water freezing cold water. Tom, are you asking me where I fished today? The other side? Is that what you're asking me? shark fish by dragging your leg in the water. I jelly fish by dragging my leg in the water. Caught some of those off my ankles here recently. I haven't seen any sharks, but actually
1: where we fished today, last
0: year they said they did see some sharks in there, some bull sharks. I think it was last year or maybe the year before. There was a steady little bull shark swimming around inside, and Tom's not answering my question now, so I don't know if that's what he's asking me the other side or if he's talking to someone else in the chat room. Anyone? Tom? All right, well, I'll get back to Tom when he asks me again. So we said something earlier about the TKA event, I think it's probably time now we get Wayne on here within the next two weeks, because I think I already got next week's guests, I don't think I know. I have next week's guests lined up. Um, Next week, you guys want to turn in to uh, be pretty interesting to me, because we got Wesley Sprinkle with real fast tackle, but he's going to talk all about his plastic baits and how he makes them, and kind of how the company was formed. Uh, Local company here in Seaford, Virginia, but pretty interesting For me to listen to them talk about how they even make them, I have no idea. You know, we all buy plastics in the store and go fish them. But the processes and laminated baits and two-part and three-part, pretty cool to listen to. Anyway, I'm pulling up here the list for the TKA event. TKA will be holding its ninth annual charity tournament. Um, If you haven't marked it on your calendar probably should do so, because it's one that you don't want to miss. Um, last year, we had over 270 anglers, I believe it was, fish the event, it makes it one of the largest in the East Coast, I'm pretty sure. And we also raised over 15, I think it was right at $15,000 for Heroes Underwater, so that's a pretty big number to try to reach again and or tackle but I think if anybody can do it the people who participate in the TK event definitely um, can do that so if you guys want to show up for the event go check it out online I just put the link in the chat room org forward slash tournament pretty simple right there but um, sign ups are open uh, get, Wayne, get up with Wayne I think he's still on California, see where we're at, Joe or Andy, who are in the chat room, our president and vice president, maybe they have some information, they know where we're at, in the head count of the whole thing, but, I know we're over to 125, for the. Um, that was a couple of weeks ago, somebody put up a link to a hammerhead thing I'm trying to look at, <laughs> We got on the topic of sharks now. Shark Week, right after Shark Week, everybody. Wow. Everybody watching the Hammerhead thing now? Mm Mm-hmm. All right, we'll take a momentary pause so everybody can watch the Hammerhead video. Yeah, I would... I wasn't even fishing in water. I was fishing in water deeper than that today, so that that gives you a little pucker factor right there. To know that they can, Destin, Florida. Now, Chris, is that near the boondoggle?
1: <laughs> even if it is, he ain't gonna be saying that now.
0: <laughs>
1: Scare people.
0: Oh, don't be sorry, Chris. That's cool. I, that's a, that was pretty cool. we were talking about percent. sharks. 60 miles. All right, well, sharks can swim pretty fast, so just throw somebody out there, like, I don't know who, before you go out in the water and see if there's any sharks first.
1: <laughs> I'm birthday shopping. How
0: <laughs> uh, are you? For I yourself? am. Yep. All right.
1: Find us some
0: sharks. Yeah, that's shark stuff. that That's no joke there. I, I don't know if somebody said, I'll let Rob stick to the sharks. Yeah, this dogfish we catch here locally is uh, enough for me. Couldn't imagine a hammerhead or any of that stuff. Rob did an awesome job. I'm glad he got the release it. He come into the shop the day he caught that, that, that uh, black tip that he caught over on the eastern shore. He said after catching that and several others that they caught that day, he he doesn't understand why people swim around here. They saw so many different sharks out there and caught so many. Probably don't want to know what's in the water below your feet when you're swimming. Foley. What's Foley? Foley Beach. That's in South Carolina. Well, very cool. Thanks for sharing that. Makes me even more reasons why I don't go to the beach Stay on top of our outlet malls We won't be doing no shopping at the Boondoggle Because we aren't going to make it, Chris, unfortunately But fortunately, we're going to go fish the Oak Island So Chris says we'll be shopping in North Carolina
1: I'm sure there's a tackle shop I haven't been to I'll be doing my shopping there
0: You always got to hit the local tackle shop When you travel to a new town, don't you, Joe?
1: Yeah, he, he here a little tidbit. Interesting enough, Lord knows everybody knows Mark and I are not big freshwater people. However, I and same as Mark, we like to fly fish, not that we're any good at it, but we happen to be at a farmers market in North Carolina in Greensville Greensboro. And oddly enough, there was a lady was selling her husband's flies and poppers. I picked a few, I think five or six. I bought from her. So you never know what you find. Always keep your eyes open.
0: Yeah, she was selling jelly, jams, all canned, home canned jellies and jams and flies, fishing flies. Pretty different combination there. But, yep. We got some vegetables and some fishing tackle all at the uh, farmer's market. R. Lee's in the house. What's up, Robert Lee? Thanks for joining us. Obviously, you didn't look at your watch. Kendall just joined us. Well, we're not going to start the show all over for you too late, guys. So, But anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll let you uh, rewind when we get done. You can listen to whatever you missed in the beginning. Well, we're getting ready for fall here soon. I know it's a bad word to say, but kids are going back to school, and everybody, at least in this part of the country, knows what that means, that the fish are going to get the snap pretty good around here. And it also means summer's over. But as you also know, if you lived here long enough, that we'll keep warm temperatures for a while. Nights will start getting cooler, but the fish will definitely start to chew, uh, start getting better. Somebody was just telling me that they're starting to find some of their trout and reds and their typical fall patterns in a place that they like to fish for the fall. They went and did some scouting, and they're already starting to see the fall setup going on for that. So It's pretty exciting here. uh, That's, like I said, when they really get their feed bag on, all they're trying to do is get their fat content up for the wintertime, for their migration out, or for the younger like puppy drum, red drum, whatever you want to call them, smaller trout. They stick around until they're big and bad enough to go offshore with their cousins and brothers and sisters. The only thing on their mind right now and through the uh, first big cold snap is eating, eating, eating. And uh, One of their favorite things to eat this time of year will be mullet because they have a high fat content. Something interesting I learned a while ago is that two times a year that trout really like to uh, eat mullet is the spring when they're spawning and in the winter when they're trying to fatten up and fawn has something to do with the fat and how it works with their eggs so it kind of helps their eggs float in the water column so it kind of disperses their eggs throughout the grass and areas like that where they lay their eggs and then in the winter time obviously we just said for the fat content just to get their get them beefed up and bulked up for the winter in case food starts to get a little thin out there they can make it through breezy mullet <laughs> Yeah, pretty easy to mow it. But anyway, so should get really good here pretty soon. Not that it hasn't been good, but it should be getting a lot better. Um, the trout that are up north, if you guys know what I mean, start moving their way down, start making their way out of uh, the upper reaches of the uh, Chesapeake Bay and start creeping down to the Elizabeth River, James River. And for those who don't make it offshore, they'll pretty much harbor up there for the winter. I that's a bad word sometimes, Elizabeth River, but there's plenty, plenty other um, places to go fish. Yeah, juices, I think trout eat mullet when they are hungry. Trout eat anything when they're hungry. Not anything, but they like to eat, but that's one of the reasons why. Caught reds on New Year's Eve last year. You're right, we caught them find those dark spots that warm up in the daytime even when it's cold around here we can catch them year-round that's one of the things i like that i shared with the north carolina gang that we can fish year-round here like a lot of places they can't on the east coast the middle east i guess you will where it stays it gets pretty cold in the winter <laughs> chicken on the chain now robert lee's giving away his secret colors Yeah, there's Andy Bukowski in the chat room saying he's going to be tough on him when the uh, red go through this cycle again and are scarce. Well, if we had a good spawn the last couple of years. If they've been doing their job on the Eastern, sure, when they come into. Sorry, I in the chat room. Tom said he cries a lot anyway. Um, but yeah, if they, if they did their job and we had a lot of juveniles, then we should be all right for a while since it's all cyclic. You have good years when there's a lot of uh, spawning going on. We'll have a couple good years here. If not, we won't. This is as simple as that. I don't know. Andy's a tagger in the group, so Andy, you should be able to tell us more than anybody what the how the cycle rate goes, how, what's the years of tagging, if there's a span in between them when more or less are tagged. Oh, you're definitely right, though. The past few years has been pretty thin. But you got to think about it. Last year we were catching... Two years ago you were catching real dinks. If you were catching any twelve, thirteen inch ones last year just barely could find an eighteen and now all the reds we caught on Friday were over twenty inches, some of the twenty one, twenty two, so for us locally that's pretty good. Oh so sort of twenty twelve and twenty thirteen were good good years for tagging, I guess is what you're talking about, right, Andy? 08 and 09 were fantastic. Yeah, those were those were the years. Yeah, that was when You almost get tired of catching reds back in Lynn Haven in 08 and 09. Tommy V was catching them in the cold back then. I remember a certain picture he put up. Remember that Rudy trip that you had, Tom Benderheiden? They're not going to chime in now. No, that probably That's private
1: private chatting.
0: Yeah. Don't tell Lozier anymore on the air. He's going to let it all out. But it's no secret. When they're here, they're here. Um, them the when cheese. they're not,
1: they're not.
0: There you go. That's all there is to it. See this is easy, it's as easy as Sprinkle Trail Trail. You throw it out, you can't reel it back in. <laughs> Kendall says he had a 23 inch red in the Howl event
1: last week. That's nice.
0: Booyah. Then Tom's asking, which chapter did you go with, Kendall? He's not quick enough, Tom, he's not getting it. So what else we got good to share? I have a whole bunch. It's been kinda been kinda slow. Going away for the weekend. Up there in Carolina, shopped our way back. Beat the rain. But I was pretty impressed with the gang up there at Get Outdoors and everything that stores does pretty well for quaint little out of the way, but while they were jamming, even in the rain, had a lot of sales to a bunch of people, always good to get on the road and see guys you only see once or twice a year, like Phillip, Will, Mark, I guess we should show a little thank you and shout out to Mark Patterson, who calls in here Quite often on the show I thought he'd be in tonight Because we talked him through How to log into the show finally And then he lets me down and doesn't even show up But uh, Mark and his wife Put us up for the weekend At their home Very nice lovely, place man. Lovely, yep, lovely, nice. lovely home Felt like we were home Felt like Chris said It was like a bed and breakfast there Joe said that I get anything, Mark. What do you mean that I get anything? He asked like extraordinary questions. was Billy and Sam. Now he's being funny. Yeah, they asked about you, Joe.
1: Who's Billy and Sam?
0: Joe's friends out there in Carolina. Oh. Now, I didn't I didn't buy any jig heads. No chicas. Did I buy anything for you? Yeah, I got something for you, Joe. I got you some chatter baits. He's gonna be burning it up tonight. U P S man must get mad at him. The two guys. Well, I'd say, but I think that's all I really got to. I know everything's great to share. Nobody else chiming in with anything they got going on or up and coming. I feel like I'm missing something, but I don't think locally you know, what I do have something, and I promised I would say it and play some kind of soundbite, Chris, while I try to find this email. Uh, Hit another boondoggle button, but not the same one with the hairy brother-in-law or whatever. Okay, There's let me
1: well now on find huh? one. Oh. Oh sorry. Boondoggle. You need to give me more in- okay. There we go. Here we go.
2: Hey man, what you doing, man? I'm just trying to find out about this boondoggle thing, man. Boondoggle? That's not good stuff, man. A friend of mine back in the hood smoked some of that stuff, man. It's not good. He's He was freaking out, man. Nah, man. I'm talking about a kayak fishing boondoggle, man. It's when a bunch of fishermen on kayaks get together to hang out, man. A bunch of kayak fishermen hanging out. Sounds fishy to me, man. How do these guys hook up? Well, I tried to look them up, but they don't have a website yet, man. No website, man. Bummer. Nah, man, but I hear they're trying to raise money to build one, man. Oh, yeah? I'm trying to raise some money, too, man. You want to buy some? <laughs> nah, man, but this kayak fishing boondoggle thing is really a good idea, man. I think we ought to help these guys out, man. All right, man, I'm with you. So where do we go, man? Oh, now nah, man, we ain't got to go nowhere, man. Right now we can help them out by checking out kayakfishingboondoggle.com, man. Okay, man, I can boondoggle on that, man. Don't
0: get stuck in your kayak. All right. They hired Cheek and Chong to do some commercial time for them. All right. had an upcoming event here, and I just promised that I would read it every week up until, and I almost missed my window, but I remember. So the 2013 Chesapeake Bay Kayak Anglers Kayak Fishing Tournament, September 14th on Kent Island, Maryland. So that's the northern part of the Chesapeake Bay, the Chesapeake Bay Bridge, not the Chesapeake Bay Bridge Tunnel, but the Chesapeake Bay Bridge. Uh, Striper fishing has been fantastic this summer, he says here. Uh, Benefits, Make-A-Wish, Mid-Atlantic and the Coastal Conservation Association. At the time I received this email, they had over 70 anglers, so I'm hoping and I'm sure it's probably higher than that. And then there was, there it is. And Coastal Conservation Association is donating a $500 to the CCA member who catches the biggest fish. So if you're already a CCA member, or if not, I believe membership to the CCA is only $35. But if you are and you catch the largest fish in that tournament, you're going to be getting $500. So that's a pretty cool little deal there. It's $60 per angler, and, cur- and that includes the registration and dinner. For any more information, go to the Chesapeake Bay com, and I'm sure you can get everything you need and probably sign up right there on our website. All right, very good. Glad I didn't forget that because I told them I would. told them I would forget it probably. And then don't forget about the TKA tournament coming up. Registration is open. Get your name in. Uh, There's plenty, plenty of stuff to do there, plenty of divisions to enter. Plenty of things to win, either through the prizes from fishing or your raffles. If you buy raffle tickets and you don't win something, I don't know what happens. We usually have more stuff to give away than we have raffle tickets, it seems like. But good times there. I'm going to read that information out real quick, and I'll let everybody get going. So the ninth Annual Fishing for Charity Pack fishing Tournament, Benefiting Heroes in the Water and Project Healing Waters. It is Captain's Meeting Friday, September 27th at 7 p.m., and the tournament is all day Saturday. The headquarters for both the Captain's Meeting and the awards is at the Lake Wright Conference Center, which is basically the hub for the whole thing. The 50-mile radius for fishing is from that point. And I'm sure, as always, Lake Wright always gives us a pretty good discount on rooms, so if you're looking for a place to stay up here, get in touch with the people over at Lake Wright and uh, tell them you're going to be entering the TK event and they'll sign you up. Oh yeah, Chris, that's right. I forgot to tell you, Mark called and I think they're coming up for the tournament, him and another guy from his club, so.
1: Mark, who? Patterson.
0: Patterson. Really? We'll get, to see, we'll get to see Mark before the uh, tournament. hill Island tournament, that is, so. Actually, Mark's going down to Oak Island to do a little fishing this week and
1: finalize
0: some of the stuff for that tournament. So maybe he can come back with a fishing report because I think we got a couple of our local guys that might want to travel down there and fish it too. So maybe we can get Mark to call in. And like I said earlier, Wes with Real Fast Tackle will be our guest next week and he'll let us um, in on some insights to making the lures that he's making. Uh, they got a lot of stuff going on. Some things they make probably wouldn't behoove any of us kayak anglers because they got the big, heavy Pac-Man trolling open-water striper bait, unless you have to chew fish out of a boat also or know anybody that does. But if you're not familiar with the Pac-Mans, they've been on fire here lately the past few years for catching big stripers out in the uh, open ocean and bay. Well, more in the ocean, I guess, than the bay. So once that ocean bite turns on, the Pac-Man's being trolled okay. up and down been working really well, so looking forward to seeing him, you know, seeing him, hearing him, and let him tell us all about what they're doing, and like I said, they're a local company, all made in the United States, uh, right up the street here in Seaford, Virginia, so going to be pretty cool. That's all I got. I'm wind it down, go take a shower, and get up at 5 a.m. and go open a tackle shop, so everybody can have a great Rest of your week, what's left of it. Hopefully you get on the water, catch some fish, give us a report, let us know what's going on. Andy said you're going tomorrow, so good luck over there. Anybody else who gets out there, hook them up, get on them, let us know what's going on. We'll see you guys next Tuesday. Be safe, have fun. Chris, hit a button, take us away. I just got a dog. Hey, Casey.
1: Tight lines, everybody, no matter where you're fishing. And remember, take your children fishing. They are our next generation anglers. Good night, everybody.